Hello and welcome back to the Talk Outside the Box podcast with me, Nick Jones. I have the absolute pleasure of being joined today by a good friend of mine and member of one of my studios, once upon a time, Kevin Munro. How are you doing, Kev? Very well, thank you, sir. Kevin has come in today. He's agreed to come on to this. Now, Kev's a bit different to my usual guest. Whereas we've been talking to fitness professionals and people who have who work within this industry, Kev... Kev's story is one that is both motivating, inspiring, and real proof in the pudding about what the physical hard work and putting the mental, uh, the time into it to to push yourself mentally through a fitness journey and an overall lifestyle transformation and change. He is really the definition of what we see in these people. So, like I say, Kev, just introduce yourself in terms of kind of how me and you met and how you got started with your fitness journey. Right. I think we met about just over three years ago, just about three and a bit years ago. Um, I think I called in one afternoon um, just for a uh, just for a chat about what you did. Because um, I, I think I, I realised that I, was, I wasn't in a particularly good state from, in a number of, re- a no, number of ways. Um, and I'd been sat with Nicola one afternoon having a coffee at the cow shed around the corner from Fitbox. Fortunately, not there anymore. Um, and um, and I think I was it was three or four times I attempted to actually come and knock on the door and just come and have a word, um, just because I was um, I was massively overweight. I think I was at the time I was hundred thirteen hundred and fourteen kilos, approaching eighteen stone. Mm. Um, was uh, was not in a particularly. I hadn't done any exercise for ten plus years or whatever else, um, and um, was in. I just left a job where I was. I was in. A, I was in a bad, bad way, sort of mentally, mm. um, just because of a number of things that happened there, um, and something to it. Then it was like I need to sort my shit out. Pardon my French, yeah. um, and. Um, we had a friend of ours who'd been round to see us for a coffee one afternoon, um, Lucy Turner, and um, Lucy had said, we've just got chatting about, about weight loss and, you know, and, and just how I was generally and stuff. And she'd, she'd offered to give us, a, give me a help, a, give me a hand with sorting out my diet and my, um, and my nutrition. She was a nutritionist. She was a nutritionist. She, yeah, wasn't she? yeah, yeah. She was. She was. She was. Um, she was. Um, she was doing uh, more training and stuff as well for that. Um, so um, so she knew what she was talking about. So she offered to give me a bit of a hand. Um, we did a bit of a review of what I was eating, and to be fair, my diet was awful. So my diet was awful. My fitness was awful. Um, my mental state wasn't particularly good because. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll use the word bullied because that's pretty much what had happened in the workplace where I was. Um, I'd taken a, a role on that um, Nicola had said, I don't think you should. Um, I don't think you should put yourself in that position. And I felt it was the right thing to do for the business, not put myself first at the time. Um, was given, was told by a couple of people, yet yeah, another support network around you to help you. And then within a matter of weeks of me taking that role, that support network the two guys that i worked for had both been bulleted from the company we were reporting into um the main business in europe and i was reporting into um two belgian guys and a frenchman a parisian 
Parisians are about as arrogant a <laughs> yeah. French person yeah, as you'll yeah. ever get. Um, and 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 I was I was I was, I was my, my life was made hell. It really, really was because I wasn't put in that role by them. So we had loads and loads of issues and whatever there. So I spent quite a bit of time basically having being being kicked from pillar to post, having all the confidence that I had um, booted out of me. Um, and I was I was pretty much at the lowest lowest of the low. I had no confidence. Like say, fitness was poor, diet was atrocious, um, and I I decided to leave that job. I, t- I took that, that. So that was the first the first thing was realizing that something had to change. Right, what can I change? Yeah. So I took the decision to to what's it to to quit, um, and then I think it was in the time that I was having a bit of downtime that we were sat having a coffee, and it's like. Need to I need to get my shit together in terms of doing a bit of exercise again. So I think going back many many years, I used to do quite a lot of cycling, hence the size of my legs, and uh, <laughs> and did and did like some circuit training type stuff. So when I came in and saw you that afternoon, that was the first time you and I had ever spoken. Yeah, yeah. And I just sort of asked, you know, what sort of stuff do you do? And then when you went through the functional fitness side of things and, you know, there's a bit of body weight, there's a bit of um, actual weights, there's a bit of uh, cardio stuff in there, you know, and it was, and I think the thing I really, really liked about it was you would turn up to do a session and I have no idea what you were turning up to do. So going to a commercial gym with a plan and going, I need to do X number of reps of this at that weight wasn't wasn't for me that's that wasn't my bag at the time so coming along to to what's it to fitbox and speaking to you guys about that was like right okay i'm going to give this a go i remember that first time i turned up and i was hiding in the back corner near the door <laughs> literally blowing out of my backside after like 10 15 I remember, minutes I, I remember a look you shot me on that first <laughs> session not that that because the thing is you were you were up for it and you went for it and it, yeah. like I said like I said, every, the what the way I train my coaches train is is the reason that I say you don't know what you're going to do is because we keep that we keep the mystery of the session yeah. there's there's a there's a policy at Fitbox anyone listening is you can't repeat the session you're not allowed to repeat the session you can have the same you can have the, the session can be targeted um, to achieve the same kind of result if you work in a set of muscles or a style but you can't repeat the session that way the coaches improve all the time the client improves all the time it has that <laughs> mystery and Fitbox stays away from any form of kind of franchise by keeping it open but this session I remember it was something to do with I'm sure it was like we were doing loads of body and then overhead pressing and stuff we were doing and overhead I, pressing and I remember I was doing press ups at the particular time and I remember you looking over I think I'd done half a dozen press ups we were blowing out my backside I looked <laughs> up you looked over at me and you just went are you alright and I just gave you a thumbs up and I went yep yeah, I'm fine <laughs> carried on and I was but, but it was one of those like say mental state not particularly great um, confidence at, at, at an all time low and all that and, and fitness just not there and it was it it was for that 45 minutes or that hour or however long you know a, a session was and then we'd you know be a bit of banter or whatever before it or after mm-hmm. it it was just a bit of a it was a release from all of the all of the outside crap that yeah. was going on type of thing um, and I think and that 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 becomes that becomes habitual becomes a 
it becomes I'm not going to say obsessive but I think I've probably become that way as, as a result yeah, of all yeah. of that but I think but I think there's a comfort in it albeit you put yourself in an uncomfortable place but there's a comfort in it and like say for that hour hour you're in the box and you're doing whatever you're being you're being asked to do whether it be a set of whatever's the one thing that pees me off is the fact I still can't do a pull up, but that 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 <laughs> that will just have to stay that way. But it was just a release. So yeah. so and then yeah. and then that becomes a, you know. So I was doing like a couple of three sessions a week, and then that three sessions became five sessions, and then became six and seven yeah, yeah, sessions, yeah. and then you build up and you're going. I'm I'm feeling pretty good, here. and you're doing back to back sessions yeah. and and all that sort of stuff, and it and and it the mental state or the or the 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 endorphins and all that that mm-hmm. start pinging mm-hmm. around from from putting yourself in that place gives you a nice feel good factor. And I think that was the spark. So that, so doing loads of exercise, burning loads of calories, sorting out my nutrition and seeing weight drop as well as fitness go up. There was like, a, okay, I, I'm. I, I'm liking this. It's a bit you of know, you. There's, yeah, this is a bit of me, this. So this is, but it's, it's freedom, isn't it? Yeah, it's freedom. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I describe, whatever you're into, whatever the, the, the person is into, whether it be a client, whether it be an individual, whether it be a coach, that's your sanctuary, wherever that is and whatever, yeah, whatever, is. whatever that, whatever form that takes is your sanctuary. It's that freedom. Like you, you say then like, you know, what a massive thing to leave your job. But, so many people sit in silence having that they won't they don't accept that they're having a mental they're, they're struggling mm-hmm. mentally yeah they might see the bullying of of, of a, a like say you've been bullied by mm-hmm. those above you as the norm but that's just not normal no, no one has to go should have to experience and that. i think it's only since so i'd never had it in in in, in the workplace at all until that point um but it was. It wasn't a place I, I wanted to be. Um, it wasn't a place. It wasn't something I, I I wanted to do, and I and I quickly realised that this that that like say that I was I was like say I was I was I was being I was being pummeled into a corner, and it was like if I don't sort myself out now, I'm going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So it was so something something tweaked and it was like I need to do something different and 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 I remember I drove out the car park one day and I rung Nicola and I, I just basically walked out one afternoon and that was this was me quitting or it was the start of me quitting and um, and I broke down and um, and I rung Nicola and she said to me she said are you okay and I went no I'm not I said but I've 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 I'm basically I'm going to be quitting it. I said mm. I've, I've literally I've lost it, and I went and I went and saw a doctor, um, and got basically got um, got some advice, and they basically said, look, you this is this is anxiety, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, said you're not. It's not a depression thing, you know. And there's there's a big difference between the two. One is you don't care about anything if you're in a really depressed state. Anxiety is where you overthink and mm. you. You know, you mm. over you over analyze everything, yeah. and you always think the worst of everything that could possibly happen, and that is what's going to happen. Which, which is the danger is it snowballs into depression yeah. because then once you get to it, you, right. you hit the peak of that, and then it drops you right down into yeah. well, then what's the point? Yeah, 
So that one day was probably the, the trigger that was like, no, you need to do something yeah. different. Yeah. I'm watching my weight go up. Fitness wasn't even in my mind at that point. But watching my weight go up and I'm not, and, and mental state is not great. So it's like, right. And that was the trigger. That was, that was the... The it's catalyst, a, if you want, that's what needed to change. So it's, it's, it's brilliant to, to, that you did it, though, because so many people would just sit and let it go on for longer, longer. Yeah. God knows what that snowballs into. Mm. Yeah, obviously, it snowballed into anxiety, which can then snowball into anything. Correct. And But taking that step to be doing something so huge, to drop that your job, walk away from it and go, you know what? So I, was on a, I was on big, big box as well. Yeah. And but it was... But, but, outweighs it. Yeah. And, and what's it? And the, my my mindset change, because clearly I'm in a far different place to what it was back then. Yeah. But, um, but my mindset now is now massively different. So it's like, so when you're younger and you're chasing the salary and you're chasing the titles and you're chasing the money, that's all fine. But, it can come at a cost, Absolutely. and 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 I'm a I was a victim of that. It often does come at a cost. Yeah, it often does come yeah. at a cost. Like people in anything. I mean, people look at me from the outside, and don't get me wrong, I'm not flashy, but they see a studio, they see stu- multiple studios, mm-hmm. they see uh, trainers working alongside me, but they look at them and say, "Oh, there's trainers working for him." Yeah. They know they're working alongside yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at these, got members, revolving door members. It's not, it's a closed community. Yeah. I, have a, I have a cap. I have rents that come with these studios. I have re- insurances, responsibilities. Oh, you know, he's, he's doing great. He doesn't have to work. I'm in that studio yeah. b- before 6 a.m. every day and, and very rarely am I out there I after agree. before 8. The, the, the mental toll that comes with that, I've, you know, I've, I've found myself... In, in in dark and down places before, but through I think having a responsibility for people and being the being very much um, uh, I've always been keen on being someone that people can talk to. Mm-hmm. My clients can 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 push beyond just that customer relationship, if you will. I'm very yeah. I'm very the much transactional. Side yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like to know some person, then know me. So. You know, I know what it's like to break. I mean, I've broken down. You know, I'm not scared to admit it. No one should ever be scared. I mean, I've sat in my car outside that studio, easily half a dozen times in tears mm. from things I've heard from clients, from just being yeah. overwhelmed with the work, yeah. overwhelmed with the stories, mm. overwhelmed with my current situation at that whatever that particular time was. People don't see that, and people think because you're in a great position or because you've got a good job, because that they don't see the toll it takes no. with the things that you have to. You have to. You have to produce the goods, whatever that is, whether it's Correct. you as an individual or the yeah. job you're doing. And there's always someone to report to. You know, yeah, I own my business. There's people I report to. HMRC being one, <laughs> yeah, company's Correct. house being one. Yeah. My landlords, I report to my landlords. With, with, and this is all driven by money. Nice. And I, everything yeah. has takes its toll on you. So financially, get to the point where it outweighs it. You know, I'm, I'm not a millionaire by any means. I do this because I love it and I have a passion for it. I'm passionate for people. But if I didn't do it for that, it's not worth it. I'm but, telling you now, it's not worth the money no. because if you don't like people, if, you, if you're doing a job as a first trainer purely to get rich, but as minimal contact with people as you will, even if you're doing it online, people see, oh, online trade. Good online trainers are having to read people's life stories yeah. and give them the answers and provide them with securities mm-hmm. um, through their own mental struggle. And it gets overlooked massively what people go through in a job. So for you to step away from it and go, 
my happiness far outweighs what this is offering me what right I have now. in the bank at the end of a month yeah correct but that no, that that gave you the if you can do that you can do anything so the fact that you're saying you know, we went for coffee and you're saying and I just thought oh well might as well call in now start thinking about it well, like I say three times three times I went to call in and it's like I can't do this I can't do this because mm. like I say confidence was very low yeah. and secondly I'm ridiculously unfit and, <laughs> and I'm walking into a gym where perception yeah. is you walk in there and everybody's a fitness freak mm, mm. yeah and then you go to Fitbox and you start doing classes and fine you've got people at that top end who are battering out sets and you know and, and pushing weights and and doing and you know and at that level but you've then got people and I started at the bottom and you know there was people down at that bottom with me and as I worked my way up yeah there's still people that come yeah. in but the thing about it was the it was the it was the the friendly atmosphere it was the fact that everybody kind of g'd everybody else up and there was nobody sort of sneering at anybody no, and no. all that sort of stuff and that's the community that's been created you know by yourself and the coaches at Fitbox that you know you can turn up and it doesn't matter how fit you are or how fit you're not you know you're all welcome Everybody works at their own different pace, mm. you know, and everybody's got different goals. Mm. You know, some people are after losing a little bit of weight, some people are after toning up, some people are after taking it to a completely different level. Some people are after, you know, we got into in uh, was it eighteen months ago? We got into doing like the the coaches against um, um clients, against clients yeah. challenges and yeah. stuff like that, yeah, and all that sort of stuff, and it just. It just brought, you know, we were all we were all one and the same. So, you know, it wasn't a them and us, and it wasn't a elites and non-elites and all that no. sort of stuff. And you know, like I say we were doing we were doing um, challenges between coaches, challenges between coaches and 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 what's it and clients, and, stuff, and it was ace. But this that, this is the thing, though. What I always try and get across. And I've and since honestly since day one of being involved in this industry before it I stood for I stand I stood for what I stand for now I stood for then is this industry is about showing people they can break down the walls but yet too many too well, many trainers and gyms yeah. they don't they don't break down the barriers within their own communities and within their own spaces they let they let an elite run riot and people don't feel comfortable and my argument is well well what's the point in that because if you're telling all, if you have 100 people <coughs> 10 people in front of you so you have 10 people in front of you tell them all they can break down the barrier that stopped them achieving but there is a barrier between one another no that's not right yeah granted you may go some people are fitter than others that's that's fact that is what it Absolutely. is but that's come down to hard work but making sure that everyone knows that everyone has a fair chance to achieve something and it doesn't matter what you're looking to achieve if you are if you're looking to lose five stone and you are extremely extremely overweight and someone's looking to lose five pounds and they're just slightly you know above what they want to be at that can be equally as hard for both the person true, yeah. because of what they have to do to achieve that because of where they're at so therefore the stigma has to take a, a back seat because it's going, well, there's two people trying to achieve it. It's the principle that matters. How they get there is going to be down to them. And as long as they're both working their butts off for this, well, it's a level playing mm -hmm. field here. It's as it's as impressive 
to each of these people individually. Therefore, it should be as impressive to the entire environment and community of whatever's goals, there. Goals are goals. Goals That's... are goals, exactly. So, but this is this is it. So, but if you can create a welcome environment within any fitness facility or fitness group or anything like that, we don't because we don't appreciate what people are going through. We think straight away physical. We think, right, this person wants to get fit. This person wants a clear head. This person wants to give themselves some channel. You just talked about the start of this mm. about you found yourself that release for 45 minutes an hour. That's what it has to be. It has to be something that takes you out of it. And then if we can take you out of that that mental kind of down that you're on and you, you're overthinking things, if it's anxiety, yeah. or, you, or you're just not... You, you, you're on a low through depression someone's going through that and god forbid they're going anywhere further than that correct you can take them away from that for 30 minutes an hour and just give them something to focus on that requires absolutely zero thought on anything else about what's in front of them yeah then they finish it then you put them back into that world they go in with a better head better frame right they've got they've, they've leveled up a little bit yeah. and they're going right got a bit of a clearer head on my shoulders right now for that and that is what fitness can do for someone and then it gives you which we're going to want to know is it gives you that next goal because then you start <laughs> yeah. going well christ i didn't even know i had i didn't have any kind of fitness or nutrition or healthy lifestyle routine now i've got a goal so you know when you came and obviously you know you were mm-hmm. I, I remember you coming and you know for you, like for what you saw yourself, you knew you were out of shape. I wouldn't have known you were out of shape because I don't know if that was the best yeah, shape exactly you've been. That could have been the best shape you've Absolutely been. Absolutely. And this right, is what yeah. we need to remember. And fit pros listening to this, you've got to remember that some people that walk through your door are the fittest they have been, but they might not look it to you. Just because they're not walking in a lean bean, that person might have just dropped three stone, but they're still got a way to go and they're coming to you for the help. Yeah. You can't just presume that someone's in a a, a dreadful place they might just need to go to that next level that's why they come to you but for this particular case like you say you knew you were at a point where because you hadn't had any kind of push through mm-hmm. routine and, and then work on topping it's a vicious cycle because there's Very too much going on in one it, it, it the, the dominoes fall down and they all affect one another that chain reaction but it can work in the opposite so you've walked away from that uh, from that, that that dark place which was at the time your job and doing nothing for your mental health which was not exactly gearing you up to then build no, a fitness no, a fitness routine it's not but the right once you, dropped, once you dropped it you start to fill these spaces and that gave you direction yeah and then from there you you built the goal because you were getting you were, you were able well, to your first thing you do is you build you build um yeah so so before you get a goal you build a routine so i got into a routine of Eating better, exercising, weight starts dropping. There's things, cogs start spinning there. Yeah, going, yeah. Oh, okay, right, there's, there's a few knock-ons here that kind of... So you then... So that then, the routine then becomes... A, right, the routine's a bit steady state now. Goals. So my goals were, you know, so I was at 113, 114 kilos. And I was, wasn't doing it in big, big chunks. So, but I got to a point where it was like, right, the target was to get below 110, then to get to 105, and then to get sub 100 kilos. I remember hitting that day, and it was like, bloody hell. Right, okay, what do I do now? That was, that was my big goal, was to get under, under 100 kilos. 
And then I remember you and I having a conversation outside Fitbox uh, one day after I'd hit that. And it's like, so what do you want to do next? Well, I, I probably want to go further. So yeah. I then, so I remember, 95 yeah. then became the target. And I remember hitting the 95, we'd done a couple of coaches challenges and all that sort of stuff. And I was feeling pretty, pretty good. Just to, just, just to, just to jump in here. Kev still holds the record for the 500 meter row because he's not going to say it himself. He's not going to say it himself. So I've got to put credit where it's due. I was the leader of the 500 meter row and then Kev absolutely walloped me to the point where I could not be asked trying again because I just knew it wasn't going to be worth the heartbreak that I couldn't catch it. I think I would probably have just gone again you, then, wouldn't I? Mean, I? You came well, at the time. You were like top, at the time that you put on that rower, you were like top 12 in your age group in the, in the after, yeah, So you talk about you talk about going from one place to the next with your fitness mate <laughs> yeah yeah so you do things like that and then it was like right okay i'm i, I, I want what what's the next challenge and the next challenge at that point was i was thinking of doing something a bit endurancey, mm -hmm. and i was thinking like tough mudder and stuff you know and, and that type of thing and then where i think you put me in touch with sam mckenzie yeah. And I remember going having a coffee with Sam and we got talking about, you know, obviously the weight loss thing wasn't, I was at target weight, so I wasn't looking to lose, particularly lose any more weight, but it was just about moving that nutrition into something purposeful. Yeah, something different, yeah. something more. Well, this purposeful. was this, this was it, because and this is where, as, as professionals, where we have to be responsible. Yeah, and I, I was touched on this with, and you know, Danny Barnes, who was, yes. was on, who was on the last episode, um. Because when I send clients to therapy professionals, these it, it, you've got to be brave enough as a fitness professional to do what's best for your client. Yeah. So you know, I, I you know obviously I had I had this massive uh, sense of um, not uh, of that like you belonged at Fitbox and the, and and but I was never going to go right. Everyone always gets to a point where something else will serve them will serve well alongside it. And I remember thinking, I, I was working with Sam McKenzie at the time, who's, who's a, 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 nutritionist, a nutritional scientist, <laughs> um, very heavily in sport now. Um, but I remember thinking, you're doing great in your nutrition, you're doing great in your trading, but just something extra now would just take you even further to mm. where you want to get to. But you and at that point, I had no idea what that was. Like I said, I was thinking endurance, I was thinking something like, a tough mother, something mm. like you know, um, cross country type, you know, with obstacles. I was thinking of that type of thing, and then that, that so that was the. And I remember having a conversation with Sam over a coffee one day, and um, and we just got talking about well, what do you want to do, and and he threw he threw the T word in into conversation, and he says, "Have you ever thought about triathlon?" And it was like, funnily enough, I said, obviously. Bolt Ironman at the point at the time came down past our house. Didn't know an awful lot about triathlon. Obviously knew that it was the three events and 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 that. So I was never running a memory man. I couldn't. Christ again, going back to early days of Fitbox, we do, we have Tesco runs, which then became Tesco extra runs, and a yeah, Tesco yeah, runs yeah. about four hundred meters, and you know, and I couldn't do a 400 meter Tesco run without stopping two or three times and again blowing out the backside. And, you know, and then, you, so, so we had that type of thing. And then it was like, right, so I've never been a runner, not built for running, that's, that, I think that's fact. Cycling, yeah, I was always a strong cyclist. Swimming, 
relatively strong swimmer, not not necessarily fast, mm. but you know, but but quite competent. And then we got talking around, you know, well, have a think about triathlon, have you know, just go, go and have a read into it, put me in the top two different places, and so I went and had a chat, and it was like, right, okay. And I think within about ten days, it was like, I fancy having a go at this. Yeah, fancy having a go at this. So and that and that that so so triathlon was then became the next the mm. next the next challenge. Yeah. So that was December twenty seventeen. Was was that that decision? Jesus, yeah. So so at that point I couldn't run five k, um, I hadn't been on a bike in a huge number, probably over ten years, and I hadn't I hadn't swum since we'd been on holiday, you know, type of thing where you potter about in the pool. So that was that was kind of that. So it was like right, okay, fancy having a go at this, right? What do we do next? So um, we we got signed up to do a sprint triathlon, which is the shortest of the distances. So that's a 400 meter, 16 length pool swim, um, about 20 kilometers, 12 miles of there, thereabouts on a bike and a 5K run. And it's like, okay, we'll build up to that. Yeah. Let's, let's have a go. So just over two years ago, I did my first, my first triathlon, which was a sprint up at Ulverston. And, you know, the, 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 you get in the water, and I remember I panicked first length, got to the end of the first length, and I panicked, and I've got hold of the wall, and I wouldn't let go of it, and I'm thinking, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then you think, hold on a minute, when I first came to Fitbox, I couldn't do anything there either. Yeah. You, you bloody well can. So, cracked on, got me swimmed on, I was one of the last people out in the pool, in our, in our group. Um, so we had like four or five lanes or whatever, I would think it was probably the last one out in the pool maybe one after me, got out on the bike, cycled it out and did, did that, got back in, parked my bike up, went out in the 5k run and I came across the finish line and it was like, hey, you get you get a medal, so there's a nice bit of blink yeah, always yeah. at the end of these things, so I got a bit medal, Sam was up there, Nicola was up there and, all, and, and, that, and it was like, and afterwards it was like, no, this is a bit of me, this. Mm. I like the pain, I like this, I like the other. And and that was that was kind of how it started. But at that point, like I say, 5K was the furthest, the furthest I'd ever run. So that's two years ago now. I mean, you th- the thing is, what what gets me is, is so many people don't know what they're capable of. Okay? True. And we're talking about, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking about a, a sprint triathlon here. You, in that short time, you've gone from zero fitness routine to something quite sporadic, like functional fitness, yeah. like coming to turn up to these the group mm. sessions and not knowing what's on the wall, but it's always going to be weights and body weight. You know that it's going to be purposeful. You know you're going to get a good session. You, you just don't know if your legs are going to work at the end or whether your arms are going to work at the end But then you go and just try something new and it comes in, in the whole process of just that short time that we talked about at the moment is it all comes from you drawing the curtains on that there was a problem going on mm-hmm. with you know, and this is the thing that a lot of people don't, because they, they... Totally agree with you. I, I, one, once upon a time, I was too proud to cry, too proud, far too proud. I was the guy at the front, I was the guy people wanted to see do it. You know, oh, Nick Jones, you know, yeah, I go to the, people would say like, oh yeah, come here, because oh, yeah, Nick Jones is such a positive guy. He, he, you know, I feel better for being around his coaching. Mm-hmm. And you, you couldn't. You know, when you're turning up for clients at quarter to six in the morning, you can't be, oh, God, I can't bother being here. 
Because sure. every client comes in and goes, oh God, yeah, I'm tired today. You can't then go, me yeah, too. Me too. <laughs> because, but the massive thing is the first step, the first step in addressing a problem is acknowledging that there is one. Yeah, correct, correct. And once you've done that, you create, You. it's kind of like just pulling back on the shrub and revealing a path you didn't know was there. But, you know, you once you pull it back, you, once you see it, you know you, it's there to be travelled on. And yeah. You drop that and then you discover a bit of fitness and then all of a sudden it starts to take shape like this. And then you start thinking, you know what? This is a bit of me. And then we talk about the transition of style of training, which is a key for people to understand. And I'm, I do see you know I talk about this a lot. Yeah. And I say to people, look, who gives a shit what anyone else thinks? Or if something is, you've, you've got so used to something, you're doing something, doesn't mean that you can't try something new. No, doesn't I agree. Think the, every step is a step toward some, either an advancement of what you're doing there or an advancement in your general fitness and moving on to something, a diff, taking a different avenue, but you're always using the same principle. So yeah. you've built your foundation, yeah. like you said, by, by starting your fitness journey. Then you got into that routine. Then you started, and your nutrition started to take shape. Then it started to find, you found purpose. Then you put that newfound fitness, nutrition, uh, accountability, mm-hmm. determination, focus, actually channeling that mental willpower that you was getting zapped once upon a time. And then you go in, well, you know what? This is actually something that I've been told I have to complete something here. It's a different ball game. You know, like someone going, right, that's time on this session. You know, that session's done. Yeah, you have tasks to complete yeah. within it. But now you have a single task to complete and it's distance, it's measurable. Yeah. So you've just gone in that short period from having everything zapped out of you. So once you open up about it and you go, there's a problem here, and you take the step that everyone's so fucking scared to take. Correct. And look what all of a sudden can happen. And at the time, you weren't even thinking about a fitness routine. No. Who the hell knew it would actually <laughs> pave the way for yeah. a bit of a different, do you know what I mean? A different mindset. It is. And, and to be fair, you know, I've, I've got stuff that comes up on social media as, as, um, as um, memories and yeah, yeah. You know, anniversaries and stuff. And you look back at, you know, where things are now, which obviously we'll talk about, and then where things were four years ago and five years ago. And, um, and it's, 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 it's scary to think that that's where I was sort of physically, mentally and everything else. Um, but I think that's what makes where things I've got to now and what I've achieved now, what makes them all the more sweeter because I have literally gone from starting from ground zero, you know, lowest of the low in, 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 in multiple facets to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when you think, when you when you do take a step back or you sit back and you're having a brew one night or whatever and you have a think about it, it's like, you know, that is a, that is, that is a hell of a journey. That is, that surreal, is isn't it? Yeah. It's surreal, but it, it, but it's a journey. It's not, all, it's not over, it it's is. still going. And, and, and this is the beauty of it, but it's exciting. And that's what people forget that, well, what next? What, what, what next? And you only know if you keep going. Correct. And you only know if you keep asking those questions like you say and go, Christ, look where I was X, Y, Z ago. When am I going to end up? Yeah. Where am I going to be? Yeah. Which that takes on to our next point. So obviously <laughs> once, you got, once you got a taste of the triathlon, I remember, I, I remember like it was yesterday and you were, you were getting into it and you're doing and you're doing a lot more running and then yeah. obviously you up the distance to single events and things like that. 
Yeah. So so from doing that sprint at um, Alverston in the March, April, I then went on to do my first 10K run, mm-hmm. which was at um, Tatton Park. Yeah. Um, good 10K. Yeah, nice flat. So yeah. it was a good one to yeah. get. Mr. McKenzie <laughs> sort of said that was a, a good one to try. So we did that. And then in the April, I went and did my first half marathon, which is at Blackpool. Um, and the, I'd signed up for, for a few other events at this point as well. So I decided after the triathlon, the, the, the what's at the Overston Sprint, that I was going to have a go at a half Ironman. It's just a fair old step up. Yeah. Um, and I, I, what's it, I, I'd signed up to, in the May, doing um, a half Ironman event down at Nottingham called uh, Outlaw. So your distances jump up significantly yeah. from your little sprint. So you, you jump up to, so you do your open water swim instead of a pool swim. So you're in a wetsuit. So it's a 1.2 mile swim. Um, 1.8k? 1.9k swim, so what um, 1.2 mile swim. Straight out of that, straight out of your wetsuit onto your bike and you go out and you ride 56 miles. Um, and then you come back in again, park your bike up, get your trainers on and you go out and run a half marathon. So from going from sprint triathlon in the March to that in the May is, you know, 420, uh, 12 mile, five, 3.2 mile up to a half Ironman. And then I decided, and I, and I loved it. I was in a lot of pain, as you would be, um, but I absolutely loved it. And I'd signed up to do another half Ironman later on that summer, which was 70.3 Ironman at Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah. I which remember. was a sea swim. So that's even 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 worse. So it's against one point two mile, but it was tidal because you're swimming in the Firth of Forth. Freezing, freezing cold, oh. um, very salty. And then, like say, 56 mile bike again, but hilly as you could possibly get. And then half Iron, uh, what's a half marathon, which is in anybody that knows Edinburgh, Holyrood Park. So Holyrood Park in the underneath sort of Edinburgh Castle is, um, and it was basically, it was running a half marathon and a half pipe. So you either running downhill or uphill for 13, for 13 miles. Um, finished that was in a whole load of pain again and it's like right so that was the first of july 2018 and then it was like right okay i've really got a feel i've really got a a, a a passion for this now but i need something else to keep me going and that's that's the that's the um that, that's the, the kind of the nature of of a triathlete is you're always wanting something else or you know so i then went from only having ever run that half marathon distance from that in the July to October, I trained up from half marathon to marathon distance and did my mm-hmm. first ever marathon in October 2018 at Chester. And got round that. We're quite happy with that. But it was at that, but I think it was just before that, it was like, right, we're going we're going big. We want to go. We're, we're, and I signed up for doing Ironman. The inevitable. So, yes, yeah, signed up for doing Ironman. And it was, so there was a load of debate about which Ironman do I go and do, do I go and do a nice, not that there's an easy Ironman, because no. it's the same distance or whatever, but I was thinking, do I go and do it in Barcelona, which is pan flat? And I remember Sam saying, yeah, but you would always wish that you'd done the one on your doorstep. Yes. Yeah. 
Makes sense. So, yeah. So signed up to do the Ironman at Bolton um, in 2019. So training, ridiculous. I mean, huge amounts of, of training. But what I did at that point is um, I decided if I'm going to go full distance Ironman, I need to, I need to train properly. I need to get um, get myself a coach that can basically set up my sessions for me, make sure I can get to those distances, make sure I can finish the swim, finish the bike, and know that I've then got a marathon to run at the end of it and get me through it all. So I got in touch with, in fact, there was a, it was a guy who I worked with actually. Um, he put me in touch with a, a, a triathlon training group called Total Tri Training down at, based down at Chester. So they've got a number of, um, of coaches and I met up with um, a guy who's my coach now, a guy called Andy Hamilton. Mm. Uh, met with Hamill around at the time of the Chester Marathon in 2018. Um, and um, in fact, it was just after that, I think. And um, I said, I want, to, I want to do an Ironman. And he was like, okay. So we met and had a coffee and he was like, so what have you done so far? And what's your journey been and where have you come from? And when I went through it all, it's like, geez, you've come quite a long way in quite a short space of time, but, haven't you? But this is but this is And it was this is it. You I mean, you are a normal guy. You're a normal guy, but yeah. you you came from the background you came from in that short period. I mean this is this is I'm not a natural athlete in any way, shape. But this is what I mean, like it's not you find some people do these things and they're just they're just they're just Genetically gifted yeah, as well, but absolutely. also, but also the, the, they've been doing things since they were kids, and they've never stopped yeah. that. But obviously, you've got people forget there's a stop when they see an Iron Man, they think, "Ah, oh, there's an Iron Man." A lot of normal people <laughs> there. There's a lot of normal people. and, and but, but look at this journey that you're talking about now. As you went from the points we've talked about at the very start, and you've taken, you found a focus, and then you turn that focus into a bit of a bit of a love for it. You 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 got a taste for it, and you. You develop your own passion for it, and then you, once you started to reap the reward of it, you start going, "This isn't just a bit of me. This is what I'm about now." Mm. And it's belonging. It's finding <laughs> it's belonging yeah. within a sport and within within <laughs> within a hobby. And then that that hobby becomes habit. Habit goes into lifestyle, and all of a sudden, in, in the space of less than three years, you are now contemplating doing one of the one of the toughest. Mm-hmm. Toughest and most challenging, most challenging fitness events that there is to do, which is the Ironman, which is, in my opinion, absolutely bonkers. <laughs> which is, and I've trained, I've helped like be involved with those training plans for it, and it's absolutely crackers it's because savage. it's, it's, I mean, it's three point two mile swim. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 um it's two point four mile swim, so three point eight k. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, yeah so it's two point four mile swim, one hundred and twelve mile bike, straight off the straight off the uh, off the swim, um, and for anybody that doesn't know the the Bolton Ironman course, it's up over, um, sort of goes out through the back end of Bolton, Berry, Tottington, um, Belmont. Mm. Aslinden up the green road. Basically, wherever there's a hill, they yeah, tell you run up it and come yeah, back down. It, was, it and then it's, it's, it it's was, crazy. Yeah, it's like two and a half thousand meters of climbing on a bike. It's crazy. So I mean, this, it's, this, it's lots. This area where, where, where we're from, like Bolton, Chorley, like Man, Greater Manchester, you know, these towns revolve around it. Yeah. There's a lot of land. There's a, I mean, I, you, know, you know what? We are 
we've got a ridiculous rural percentage that we still hold. Yeah, something like seventy percent rural we still yeah. are up here. So, but there's a lot of hill, a lot of moors. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And a lot yeah. of back routes and stuff. But put put a man on a road bike, and they'll tell you to go up that hill. And and and, and this is, so. It's this isn't just yeah, me. Yeah. This is a, yes, this is an yeah. Ironman. It's tough, but this is. This ain't no ordinary Ironman. This no. is your northwest. <laughs> this is your northwest built for northerners kind of Ironman. <laughs> so I mean, you didn't just commit; you committed to it. Yeah, if you're digging. gonna do it, go big or go home. So, so yeah, so it's then 112 miles on a bike, and then you park your bike up in Queens Park at, uh, in Bolton, and then you go um, and run a marathon off straight off the bike. I mean, there isn't even a Bolton marathon. Is there, there isn't it, there isn't it. Is well, there? there was due to be one this year, but we, I would suggest it's probably going to be delayed now. Because I remember, because I remember There used I, to be, there used to be a Bolt Marathon many, many years ago, and then it got stopped, um, or, or it just tailed off, but they were bringing it back for 2020. It's just, it's just because there's no easy way to run Bolton, because it's so up and down, there's loads it's of roads, but it's, yeah. it's, it, there's, it's, it's tough, you know, when you've got other towns around here, quite flat, like, not flat, but a bit more generous like Wigan and Preston and but like Matt, Bolton I yeah, mean I remember, I remember the first yeah. time and I watched at Bolton uh, and I had two people running in it that I'd helped train and I remember watching it's a double loop and I remember watching this this marathon course thinking holy hell this is just cruel to to send yeah. that way well it's what's it the, the the route now it's four loops it's four loops sort of in and out of um, Queen's Park up into the town centre, round the mm. town hall, back out through Queen's Park again, out onto um, out onto the um, out onto the A6, um, and then out past um, out past Bolton School and, and out past the retreat down to the, the uh, Markland Hill, mm. and then back in again. Oh, so you do Mark four loops of that. So Mark it's just it's undulating. Market. I used to train clients in market. I used to still to drive up market. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's yeah. So it's a t- it's a t- it's a tough old route. So if you're going to commit to one, and and that's that, and as a heavyweight triathlete, as I'm still classed as, yeah, yeah. Um, hills are not your friend. So to decide to go and do a, a hilly one is is is, yeah. Yeah, well, when Kip put in perspective, anyway. when when Kev stands next to me, me, he makes me look like a, a stool. <laughs> I makes me like a, I. I'm already not the tallest guy, but being stood next to men like Munro here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you, t- when you touched then about, you started listening to Hamill about where you, how you started, where it come from, how this journey come. Mm-hmm. How important is it to remember that to motivate you? Not just to motivate, but to, to give you to just take that moment and go, Christ, it's been a yeah, it's been a journey like we're yeah, saying, but, you know but what you I know mean, what? If you can do that, where can you go? Yeah, and, and to be fair, and I still and I still do that kind of reflecting. Um and yeah. And 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 like I say, and, and the whole thing about Ironman is 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 the journey. I mean the the, the day so so going back to sort of training stuff, so you commit to doing that and then I went on to basically nine months worth of training and I was training six, seven days a week. And then as you get to what so because obviously you haven't trained three disciplines, so you're not just training for one of them, you're training all three. So you're constantly in a fatigue state, which is what builds the mental strength um, and, and obviously the endurance and all that sort of good stuff. Um, so you're training and you're training seven days a week 
as you as you're getting closer to it, 10, 10 training sessions a week. That could be a very early morning swim or an early morning run or whatever else. The frame but of mind. Yeah, but but you but but you you're right. There's a there's a frame of mind, but that then becomes the routine. Yeah. Yeah. So that then becomes the routine, and we're going back to me starting at Fitbox and nutrition and seeing weight drop and fitness rise. You then get to like last year where a training session absolutely kills you, but it, and it was a ten k run, and then a ten k run becomes a half marathon training run and stuff like that, and you're thinking. Yeah, okay, so the fitness there, so the, but that routine then becomes, so you then, your nutrition all that is very different yeah. because you're having to fuel all this exercise and all this training. It's key. So it then, it, it, it's a very, very different, different plane of, you know. Oh God, yeah, different kettle of fish. But, yeah. you, but you've got to, this is what I mean, that, that, that you have to, you need to be in a certain frame of mind because the time spent now in your own time, and that's in your a own headspace, and that is a lot of the a lot of the thing with training for uh, for for endurance sports in general is you do a lot of training on your own. So you know, so the mental toughness, and again going back to where I was at, where I started at, where I had no confidence and that there was there was no mental toughness to training sessions and all that of last year and building that and building that and building that. And becoming an endurance athlete, as you know, as as you are, um, it it the I mean the whole like I say the whole Ironman thing. It's about the journey. It's not about the the event the event on the day. So you do all this training. And I think there was the, the like you have blocks of, of training where I was doing anything between eighteen and twenty three hours of training a week. Yeah, in that final block before going to Bolton. So, you know, your your fitness levels, but that's what you, you, you know, the race hurts. You know it's going to hurt. It's mm-hmm. what they say. Um, you don't train so that it doesn't hurt. You train so that you can tolerate it. And that is, that is it. Yeah, it's that old Rocky analogy, isn't yeah, it? It's how many times can you get hit and get back up and keep going through yeah. that. But I mean, you, I mean, I mean it's, it's inspiring because you're talking about, I mean, you're talking so coolly about it, but... The, the the to go from no I bore people I mean oh, I met about to go from <laughs> to go from suffering. to go from such a troubled state of mind strung with anxiety mm. the last place you want to be is your own headspace mm-hmm. because because yeah, you're, so, you're overthinking things so then you you come to someone like Fitbox or you, and you get around a community of people and and like-minded, hard-working people, coaches that are pushing you but also they're there for you which mm-hmm. you know that's what Agreed, we're about yeah. that's what a lot of places are about. Then to have the confidence to transition to go, you are. This is where you need. To, this is where, for me, it's it, it's key to understand that you've now, because through stepping away from your own um, headspace and letting something carry you a little bit and being involved with it and having all these uh, these kind of like all these little parts of it be instrumental yeah. in in the bigger picture. To then have the confidence now to go. There's no more, not fear, but there's no more worry about being in your own headspace. Yeah. And not only that, you're pushing yourself beyond the physical <laughs> boundaries of, of, yeah. of the human body, but also in that frame of mind that that just shows where where you can take your 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 state of mind, where you can take it from being in one place and just through that transition of so much different things. And it all comes with that first yeah. step. 
of just acknowledgement that a change needs to be made. Look at it what you has to be a small change. Exactly. Like I say, it's a small change or an acceptance that something's not right. Acknowledging that and then and then taking a step, whatever that step is, to go, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taking that domino out, mm. yeah, mm. Of, of the of the of the stack mm. so that it stops at some point. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't you yeah. know it doesn't it doesn't become it doesn't become a, a habit that drags you down. So yeah. you do have to make that first step. And like I said, that's where a lot of people, I think, struggle to either accept or acknowledge that something needs to change. And and I don't know what it was that, that triggered that for me, but something basically went, something's not right, you need to do something about it. Mm, mm. And they like say, uh, but the, for me, there was multiple things that were wrong. Yeah. And one thing then led to another, which led to another. It's the, it's the same thing though that you talk there's that negative stack of dominoes and then there's the positive mm. and it, they both snowball yeah. that's what's key to understand yeah. is they both snowball one snowballs and it can become a dangerous place and yeah oh god only, oh you know we don't know what lies at the end of that row sadly and it's become far far too big of an issue now with people <coughs> going all the way to the end to taking their own mm. lives and yeah. and and, 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 and or, or find themselves into taking themselves to the point of no return where they just accept it. Um, but then there's but what with this singular domino, let's say, you can throw it the other way, or you can add it to a different pile, and that starts a new a, a, a snowball effect yeah. into positive <laughs> positive mindset, positive action, like you're talking about now, which is you prove it, the pudding of it. And it takes you to this point where you're at now, where you're about to go and run the... I mean, I remember I texted you and said, look, mate, I know you're training loads, which fancy coffee. And I remember saying to you, nothing to do with Iron Man in terms of, yeah. I'm not it, which fancy a coffee. And we had a coffee. And I just said, how are you feeling? <laughs> and I couldn't believe how positive you were. You were well, I could. I could believe it. Of yeah. course I could. Because I, I, I mean, I've, we've never lost touch. In this, mm. Obviously, in this transition we're talking about now, we never lost touch. You're nope. still doing a bit of fit, but then, it, then obviously at the I'm time... I'm still part of the fit box family. Absolutely, mate. You never <laughs> won't be. But the things at the time when you were doing triathlon, you weren't. You didn't need SNC. You couldn't risk that. You had so much structure, but we stay in touch. And we had a coffee. You weren't... Maybe a few days before I, it, I think, it wasn't, in this it one. Wasn't long before. That last coffee, yeah, that last coffee we had before, before you did it was only a few days. Yeah. I just I just said, I remember saying to my wife, Kate, said, I'm just going to meet up with Munro. And she said, oh, is it about... I said, no, I'm not... I'm not... Nothing about it. I just want to see he's all right. Because I remember where you'd been. I know yeah. where you started. And this was a massive thing. And you were well documented in it as well. People knew you were going to do it and you... People were behind you. You had the Fitbox community behind Correct, you as well. Along, for, and that's all your day one is. But, um, <clears throat> but this is the thing. is it, It's a case of people wanting to see where you would take it and then see how far you could go with it. And this is the, ne- the exciting next bit is where we get to on the day now where you're about to take part in the Ironman. July 2019 so um that the the, the run-up to that so obviously you've you've trained ridiculously hard you put all the hours in that is that's the toughest part of it mm. the day is just about going and enjoying it as best you can putting yourself <laughs> through 
what, yeah. you, what you're going to put yourself through. But it's just going about enjoying it, you know. So um, so you you basically you have a bit of taper, as they call it, which is basically you take all the fatigue out of your body. You don't train. Um, you don't train long. You don't train hard. You take your training right back and you ease off um, so that you your fatigue drops, your fitness is already there and you get to the day ready to rock. <laughs> Finely tuned, um, you know, no fatigue in you, um, but you, you like to say fitness is there and you're ready to rock. So you, uh, the, what's it, the, the Saturday you go and drop your bike off and you, um, and you, you drop your running gear off at a different transition point and then you basically go and start eating and just basically you know <laughs> you just you basically you, you're topping off your your, uh, your 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 glycogen levels you get your carb loading because you can't go and do that without oh, fueling man, your, yourself your coffees were the size of my soup yeah, rolls absolutely. at times <laughs> yeah they were so so yeah and everything's full fat milk and all that I sort see. of stuff and okay. cocoa pops it's the only thing that's made me want to do it it's brilliant is the fact that you I can, can literally eat. you can eat what you like <laughs> um, so yeah so so you know for the couple of days before you are you're just carb loading you're getting off your feet you're just basically trying to rest up as best you can um, and then you try and go to bed on the Saturday night, which just doesn't happen because you you know you've got an in the water time at like half past six on a Sunday morning, yeah. And then you know you've got a long day. Um, and I remember I was still wide awake on midnight Saturday night and Sunday morning, and I knew that my alarm was going to go off at quarter past three. because oh. <laughs> you've got to get up yeah, and start eating yeah. again, so that you've got it digested before you start getting into the water. Um, and then you, um, and then you, so you, you're up at, at daft o'clock, you, you've, you're fed, you get yourself down to Pennington Flash at Lee and um, you're kind of milling about there. And we have loads of Charlie Athletics and Tribes, which obviously is the, the, the club that I'm a member of. Um, and um, we had about 17 athletes or something taking part of that morning. So we all met up. We're all having a bit of banter. There's everybody's bricking it, you know. There's, you know, yeah. that's that's nature of it. Accept it. Yeah, just accept it. You know, there's going me, to be that. It's there's going to be that. So you know, and everybody gets the wetsuits on, and the, the there's loads of stuff going on on that morning, and then you know you're getting shepherded into your what's it your your pen ready to ready to get in the water, and everybody looks exactly the same. So they're all in black black wetsuits. They've all got the same white cap on, swim cap on, mm. and everybody's looking like they're about to shit themselves. <laughs> you know, they are really, really you know, and and what's it? And then you get you get the national anthem gets played, which just is a buzz for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then the Iron Man anthem, which is ACDC Thunderstruck, gets played over as yeah. Okay, you going. So you get that. So then obviously the the, the what's it the, the, the fast guys getting the water first and then um, I remember being stood there waiting to go in the water and, and Thunderstruck finished and um, and I'll probably take this to be grave with me but um, the Calvin Harris Rag and Bone Man Giant yeah. played yeah. and I just started welling up really and I, yeah and like I say and you're in a you're in a heightened state That's of, it, yeah. of emotions and all that in the moment stuff about what you're about to go go and do anyway um, and what's it? And then you plunk into the water and bang off you go. And, and like I say, you you start you start off and your first thought is, 
get first lap done and get back on the water, get back on dry land again. And then you get that and then you're running up the carpet and there's crowds of thousands of people everywhere. And obviously this is a part that's not in your training, it's the people. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. And that and that I think can really, really scare you as well. Yeah. But but the adrenaline, the buzz you get from that, that I remember getting you, know, you get put hauled out of the water by the by the support crew, um, <laughs> run round the carpet and there's people, you know, six, ten deep either side of you, all cheering you on. Um, and what's it patting you on the back as you're running along and then you basically you run round you jump back into the water again and then you go out and you do lap two and at which point you're just thinking right okay but the, what the swim's the starter so it's just about getting yourself warmed up and getting to transition one mm. so you get out the water for the second time and again you know, the crowds and everything are amazing um, and sort of you get out the water and you're running towards the, the what's it, transition trying to take your wetsuit off at the same time whilst you're running, which is a task and a half. <laughs> and then you get into T1, you take your wetsuit off, you get your, and you've already got your tri-suit on, you get your uh, you get your bike shoes and stuff on, your helmet and stuff. And then you watch it, you run out into transition, you pick your bike up from your slot, which is your race number, and then you head out from, uh, head out the transition exit. And everybody that was, cheering you on there there's again there's banks and banks of people <laughs> cheering you out of transition out of t1 and then you head off on your bike and then you are pretty much on your own at that point um so you've left all those crowds you head out through the you head up to west and into horwich and then you then start seeing like you know um supporters and whatever else and then you get out and you start off on your first lap and you get through, and and then you like say you you cut the whole thing up into bite sized chunks. Yeah. So the swim is getting to, to getting to land on the first lap, then getting to T one for the second lap. Then it's the bike, and then you go out on the bike, and it's like right, you're ticking off the lap. So you get lap one done, right, brilliant. I've done fifty six. I've got another fifty six to do. <laughs> oh, but you know what's coming. Um, and but but the the um, the support on the bike was absolutely amazing. Um, and that's a prod. So you've got you've got sections where it's really quiet, and then you've got sections where there's loads of supporters. And there's one particular section which, which again, was probably my favourite part of the entire day. Is you're coming towards the end of that one. You're coming up through sort of Belmont, and there's the there's a pub called the Black Dog. Yeah. And you turn out to Belmont, um, where the old Bleachworks is, and you climb up a hill. And and I can only describe it as like a Tour de France stage where you've just got people either side of the road, there's enough of a gap to get your bike up through and everybody's cheering you on, patting you on the back. And then you turn left to, at the Black Dog and you turn left there and Chorley Athletics and Tri Club had literally taken over that area yeah. and there was just red, white and black everywhere. Yeah. And I remember um, I remember riding up through that and you're having your name screamed at you and that. And you get up through the top of there and then it just suddenly clears and I just remember I had a massive lump in my throat yeah. and I had tears in my eyes and it was like, wow. Overwhelming, isn't oh, it? Oh, huge. And I just wasn't expecting that. And then you head off up over Belmont, you go down through Rivington and then you're back into Bolton and then you go and do it again. Um, and that that's... And, but it's all about knowing that you've got a little run to do once you've finished that bike. So you're always trying to hold a little bit back 
especially when it's your first one. And then you get into Queen's Park at Walton, you park your bike up. And I remember, <laughs> remember sitting in, um, I remember sitting in the transition tent. So I parked my bike up, taking the bike stuff off and I'm putting my running shoes on. I remember just sitting on a bench and just plonking myself back, leant back against the side of it and just crossed my arms and just took five minutes just to, yeah. just to, to kind of soak it in a little bit. Yeah. And then it was like, right, okay, I'm going for a little run now. And then you don't think of it as a marathon. You, you basically, you cut it into chunks again. You go, you're running five Ks, yeah. but you're doing eight of them. And then, yeah. and, then <laughs> yeah. and then, so you, you set off on your run and you go off into the town centre and it's just full of people everywhere again. And then you run out through, you know, out through the, um, through the A6. And it's just, there's people everywhere. But the brilliant thing about doing it as your local home event is you've got family, you've got friends, you've got people at different parts of the course that are there to, you know, to cheer you on. Yeah. And you know that every time you go around on a lap on the, on the course. You'll see someone. Yeah. So it's like, I knew, but at the bottom of Mark Linnell, James and Rach were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah remember, so yeah. they were there. Um, Catherine and um, and Joel had turned up as well to, and saw us there. I went back up into the town centre and we had, again, there was Charlie Try everywhere into town centre. Sam McKenzie was in mm. town centre. Mm. Um, and, and, and it all just G's you up and keeps you going. You know, and there's loads of, there's no, the great thing about triathlon is that there's nobody, especially just at a competing level or competing level is there's nobody trying to make sure that nobody finishes things. So yeah. you're all trying to make sure that everybody finishes. So everybody's giving you support, you know, and, and I had to, I got, I got a bit of cramp about five, 10 K into my run. And then I got massive cramp at half marathon mm. to the point that I, I had to stop and even walking, it just wanted to go again. So you're getting salt tablets and your nutrition and it's all about getting all that sort of stuff right on the day. Yeah. Um, and I, and I remember getting to the half marathon point thinking, if I've got to walk the rest of this, I've got time before the cut off yeah, yeah. to get this done. Yeah. And then, you know, you walk for, for, for half a mile and it feels like it's easing. You've got nutrition in you and you've got salt tablets. It's starting to free itself up. And then you set off and it's like, okay, right, I'll just take it easy. Just yeah. take it easy. Just take it easy. And you then go from feed station to feed station. Feed station, walk through the feed station, then run again. And then you get... You get you get a wristband. You get a coloured wristband every for every lap. Yeah, yeah. And you get your third one, and then you know at that point you've got one lap to go, and you're going to become one. And that the what's it? And you literally. And people said this to me, and I, I didn't kind of believe it, but it, but it was right. The last lap, you almost float round because you know that you are almost there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that last lap was brilliant and you just basically soak it in I remember, I remember, and I remember. then you get into the town centre and everybody's congregating in the town centre ready for the finish Yeah. and I remember I remember you because I remember <laughs> so you run up into you run back up into the town centre and you're running round the back of the town hall and I remember running round the corner and all I could hear was you screaming Munro <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where the hell is that coming from? And then what's it you do that last little bit of a lap and then like say you've got Marshall there who's basically checking your colour wristbands. Yeah. 
And if you've got four coloured wristbands, you get to turn you right. You get to turn right, don't and you? And you turn right and you, you drop onto that red carpet. And that red carpet is just the best thing ever. You know, and then you watch it, you cross the finish line. And I remember I did literally just floating around that last couple of hundred metres. But, you know, bearing in mind, and I, I still look at the video of it now, but running that red carpet, I looked relatively fresh as a daisy. Yeah, you look good. I remember. And, and you know, and this is a guy that not that long ago hadn't done a 5K <laughs> run. You know, and I'd just done eight of them off the back of a big bike and a big swim. And... Um, and it is, and that that feeling is just is just something else. Um, but you're in a whole world of pain. I mean, my body was breaking up at points. Like say, I had cramp in both hamstrings. Um, I had cramp in both hamstrings. My kidneys were 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 in so much pain. I just felt like I'd been Punch, yeah. yeah, I felt like I was in a, yeah. a ring with, with with Tyson Fury for a for a for a handful <laughs> of rounds. My kidneys were just shot to bits. I was, you know. But you just eat loads of simple carbs and all that, so your your body's just absorbing loads of crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember you cross the finish line, you get your medal, which is still you know is 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 still something else. And you go into the tent, and there's and it's what would be absolute heaven for most people. So there's just tables and tables full of Domino's pizzas. Yeah. Every flavor under the sun. Here's a plate, go and fill your face. And I couldn't eat a single slice. I remember, I remember Just you... Just didn't, didn't feel hungry. I remember you saying that, because I was saying, have you eaten you? Because I, I yeah. remember waiting for you when you came, because yeah. I'd, I'd seen, I'd, I'd weirdly actually seen you, one of the points I'd seen you was on the bike route, was at one of the corners at Luciano's. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I remember you stood there, and this this group of people behind me, and because it wasn't, there's not loads of people there. It's a point that kind of it's easy to get to, but because it's in between yeah. two villages, people don't walk to it. They yeah, stay correct. in the village of either Adlington or Horrocks. And I was like, I'm gonna go there because that's where he'll be at a point where it's quite a key point on the ride where he's gonna be coming in <laughs> toward his run and stuff. Um, but I remember thinking, and this person, there was, I was like. I'd, I'd been speaking to them for, for bloody ages <laughs> and then you came through and I started shouting for you but then they started shouting for you I'm like who the hell who are you so I go on run on you bike off was it your sister you, you, who was it who, who would it have been yeah my sister I think my sister and my mum were there that was it yeah your sister and your mum um, yeah my sister and my mum were there Nicola, <laughs> Nicola was outside Luciano's with Archie because she decided I think I'd missed I'd missed yeah, her because they'd so. done the first one and I'd I'd been somewhere else for another point of the bike, then I came to the second route there because she said she was going to the yeah. town, and I said, "Right, Nick, I'll meet you in town. But I'll go make sure yeah. someone's there for his second loop." <laughs> and then it turned out the people behind me were your sister and your mum, and they sister, were cheering yeah. you on as well. I was yeah. like, "Hell!" But that's and that you know, and that's 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 a really really good thing about doing your hometown one is because you, it's easy for supporters and family and that to get to. Yeah, I had I had support. It's pretty all much the all the way around the bike and all the way around the run, which does just give you a you can't fail yeah. when that's the case. So there's a bit of pressure that's on that. It, that's but, it. but 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 that support is is just something else. It really really is. And like saying I I I'd supported um, friends that had done it the year before and the year before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you you go and do it yourself. And like I say, the, the support, especially around the bike. I mean, you were going, you were riding through areas at the back end of nowhere, yeah. where there was cycling clubs or triathlon clubs had set up big gazebos and um, and big sound systems and all that sort of stuff. 
just creating like street Atmosphere. parties. Yeah. And it was and that was absolutely epic. You know, and, and the run, all, all the whole of the run course, it was just full of people that I remember the retreat was absolutely rammed that day. And it was a nice sunny day. It wasn't too hot, but it was a nice sunny day. The retreat was absolutely rammed. The place across the road from that was rammed. Yeah. It was just busy everywhere. So, and because your race number has got your name on it. People just shout. People are shouting your name. That's what you need to and, hear. You know, that's and, that's, and that's the thing about it. You know, it's something that, you know, I don't know what the, the, the numbers of people that have ever done a marathon is. It's a really, really low number. So imagine the number of people that have gone on from that and done an Ironman will yeah. be significantly less again. But you've got people out there who are just cheering you on and willing you on because nobody wants, and even all the other athletes, nobody wants anybody to fail. No. But last year there was there was about four hundred people that started the race that didn't, didn't finish, finish it, it because it was so tough. Mm. And I think you know there is there's a there's a um, there's there's a there's an element of of there's always going to be that, but like I say, it's not called Iron Man for no reason. It is. It's a it's the ultimate endurance I mean, event. I mean, you talk about that feeling when you cross the finishing line, and you talk about constantly being. You've always appreciated the journey and always been aware. Yeah, of the it. journey is something. Is yeah. to get to that point uh-huh. is a hell of a point in that journey to go look where I am right now, what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I've asked me, let's just take it into consideration me. So I went from being probably one of the fittest guys that you knew at one point. And I don't mean that in any kind of narcissistic way. But obviously, <laughs> when you came to Fitbox, you were like, oh, and you saw me, I'm, I was fit because that's what you knew and that's where you, yeah. that, the environment you came into. And then from there, I'm... From the roll on less than three years, and I'm the guy on the sideline that has never done this, and I couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, I I've never trained for it. I didn't have it. It's not my cup of tea because purely because I've never tried it or done it. And I'm cheering you on, completing something I've never even dreamed of finishing. Yeah. And you look at that role reversal. So you got the guy shouting. You used to be the guy shouting at you, and now he's <laughs> shouting for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, in your ticking so you know, you look at yeah. just just that alone shows like Christ, look where I'm at in that short period, and, and you want to go back to that, that mental, the, the the battle of mental mm-hmm. state that you were going through from that to then you're able to you know a different human being where you're able to think so positively and focus so sharply to go, I'm gonna get this done, and. There's nothing going on in my life right now that is going to hold me back from finishing this. Yeah, I mean, your support net. What's it? Your support network is 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 massively key. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it in this? So you know, um, Nicola became an Iron Man widow because for nine months she didn't see an awful lot of me. <laughs> I was either out on a bike ride or out on a run or away yeah. swimming or in the garage on the turbo, yeah. you know, doing bike sessions or whatever else. Away at the crack of dawn and training until quite late at night because you had a job and that to do at the same time. So your support network is, you know, and is massive. So to have people there on that day who, you know, who appreciate what you've done and where you've come from and that was a big buzz for me I would like to say I could hear your voice from 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 a long way away as I came round the back of the what's at the town all into the square 
and um, and I remember just thinking, wow, you know, and it is, it's really nice that that, that people can, because I did, I obviously I on social media and stuff, I shared a lot of my journey in that um, about a where I'd come from right from the start and all that, but even just through the Ironman journey um, uh, of of the training, then getting to that and then becoming one, it's. Um, your support network you can't underestimate because whether that is family, friends, coaches, mm-hmm. um, you know, is 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 all part of the is all part of the, the journey. So you know, you get a medal at the end of the day, which you know, I'll treasure forever in a day. But and I'll bore everybody to death about forever in a day. Um, but. You know, there's a load of people that effectively take a little bit of that as well because Absolutely. it's not just me doing that. You know, there's a load of other people that that have involvement in in me getting to that line that day, um, and I've always acknowledged that. You know, so that's 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 quite a nice, quite a nice thing as well. But that's what makes the journey worthwhile. Yes, yeah. knowing that there's bigger aspects of this. I'm like with business, yeah. with, with Fitbox. Yeah. Know, I don't take sort of credit for it. I don't, it's mine, yeah. I'm, you know, no one owns it by me. I'm the only person who actually owns the business. But I don't think I've ever said this was all down to me. I, I would never dream of it. Yeah. And I, I will always appreciate the support of people like yourself. I always say thank I always, I always, you know, pay credit where it's due. And the people that support you, the ones that, they get you there through support, but through keeping you in that frame of mind that you can do it. And without that, without that, it becomes it, it becomes less special because it becomes too selfish. It becomes too much of a, yeah. an indefensible. And then you could do that on your own all day, but who's there to enjoy it with at the end of the day? And I remember when you came over, I remember looking at Nick's face, your heart, and I remember <laughs> she was welling up. I remember looking at you, you came out, and just your face of like, what have I just done? <laughs> I remember looking at you going, he actually doesn't... I remember thinking, it's really not sunk in here because you walked out, you're right, I'm no. like, I'm fine I'm like, are you all right? And then you'd be like, ah, yeah. I'm like, mate, you've done it. Like, you've, you've just done it. I remember seeing you turn that corner and just... Pride, mate. Pride. I, I had nothing to do with you, right? And I was part of the journey earlier on and I was part of it as a friend and a support yeah. network. But the pride I was filled with seeing you turn that, knowing what it meant to you, knowing where you'd come from yeah. and where you'd been and thinking... And that's this is it this is the moment it, you know and you're right and a lot of people do Ironman and a lot of people do it for different reasons you know a lot of people do it for times a lot of people do it for you know um, for for one reason or another but you know I started off on my my journey you know from as we've said you know from 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 the bottom of of, of where you could start from um, and at no point you know, in those early 12 months, did I think, um, yeah, I want to, want to do triathlon, yeah, I want to become an Ironman. That just wasn't it. It was just a, so it's baby steps when you start it. So, you know, we talked before about me at like best part of 18 stone um, and 113, 114 kilos. When I got to the start line at Bolton, um, on the 14th of July last year, I was 92 and a half kilos mm. from mm. 114. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was three and a bit stone lighter at yeah. that yeah, point. Yeah. So, 
so there's a but there's a whole you know there's a there's a whole there's a whole um, host of reasons why people do things, um, and some things you know um, just take your 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 interest. But um, I mean I've I've lost count how many times I've said it to to umpteen different people, but it, but the reality is that if you want something enough, you can achieve it. But you know I th- I think the the phrase I've always used is is what if you want to you can. If you commit to it, you will. And I think you know if you if you if you do both of those things, then the the reality is anything is possible. You know, and I'm I can sit as a proof of the pudding in that. Ah. Um, but you've got to want to do. You've got to want to. You've got to want to do something, and then the wants fine. The commitments then the thing you then take it on. I think I think a lot of people from from any in any position whether and whether they're someone that's looking to achieve something, someone that's looking to help people achieve something, it can take from that. That's put perfectly. Is it takes the commitment. It takes the. It's fine wanting something. Everyone wants something. What are you willing to do for it? Are you willing to commit? Are you willing to put thought into action? Yeah. Positive yeah. mindset. Yeah. Positive action. Positive outcome. Um, and you are proof in the pudding, man. I mean, you you, you know, you go from a, a man in a struggle to a man of iron in <laughs> in a few years, and that is just motivating. It's inspiring. It is what people need to see. These things, these stories, are the ones that we we crave. You're right, and what's and it, and it's fine seeing. It's fine seeing. You know the. The finishing line photo, yeah, 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 and seeing the the medal, the bling at the mm-hmm. end of it, yeah, and the finishers t-shirt and all these things, but that that's the that that's one part, that's the final final piece of the jigsaw. It's 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 everything you do before that is you know, and that's why. So you know, the Ironman Day, the fourteenth of July, is you've done all the hard training, mm-hmm. yeah. You know you've got it in the tank. It's just about going and getting it done, um, and and going and enjoying the day. And I smiled from start to finish on on yeah. that on that day. You know, every picture that I've got is of me. Is you know, I'm smiling. You know, all the official yeah. photographs yeah. that yeah. I got sent through from Adam, they're all of me smiling, and I absolutely loved every second of it. But. It was the it was the end of the journey. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not no we're, no, but it's of that particular part. But it's but, earned. It's earned, not yeah. given. It's earned, not given. Yeah. That's what people and that, need. And that's it. To but understand. like I say, but everything that, that people don't see in the in the background, mm. you know, all the five o'clock in the morning alarm calls to jump on a train or jump on a, a, a go for a for a pool swing mm. when you're the only car in the car park, mm. all that sort of stuff. You know, that's. That's the com- that's the commitment to it. That's the commitment, which I think would steer me toward just to finalise, because it's it's great to see what it means to you and how it is, and it's inspiring. And people will take so much away from every aspect of this. Is to draw back to where we started, and the things that go on in the background, mm. and we talk about mental struggle and people who are not not willing to accept, don't want to, 
because it's a big thing to say I'm have, I'm having a problem right now or something's becoming too much. <coughs> There's a and stigma about it, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And it beating that is the key here. And it comes down to people willing to commit to address what's going on in the background and to put in the work. And putting in the work can be as simple as saying, yes, I'm having a problem right now. What am I willing to do about it? We take that and fast forward three years and you had something that you wanted now, which was the Ironman to finish it, to prove a point to yourself, to, to give the support network something as well, who's pushed you and, <laughs> yeah, and been with you. Yeah. And you go, the background now is what am I willing to do to, to carry on going? And once upon a time, mate, it was to say, I'll quit my job because it's not worth what it's doing to me. To now it's, you're going to commit to the things in the background because it's going to prove a point to yourself and everyone. And not just about proving a point, but just show the world what, where you're at and what, what you can achieve through what's it possible. all. And what's possible, mate. And that's the key. That's, 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 that's the beauty of this story is that you've not gone from nothing to everything. You've just, you went from one point where something like this wasn't perceivable. It wasn't on your mind. But just by taking that first positive step, which, yeah, it's life-changing stuff, leaving a job. That's what you had to do at that time for you to feel a complete release from it. But then look at where the journey has taken you. It's just, you've just, you, you, you've just taken so much from life. You've just gone, I want a bit more. I can have a bit more. <laughs> and that's what you've done. And you're at this point now. And no, I mean, I thank you for sharing it with us. And, and I mean, I've, mate, it's been absolutely, it's been absolutely incredible to play even a small part within it and be involved um, through like the start of it. And, but just to support you through it has been incredible because you do feel special being a part of a journey like this because it is, it's authentic, mate. It's down to nothing but hard work, being willing to fight for that change, to want a little bit more, yeah. to know that you're worth more. And then, like you said, it doesn't, it's not all represented in a medal. It's represented in everything that comes with it and went on to make it possible and that comes around it. Um, and I think that's what's important for people to understand. Yeah, I agree. Cool. The my motto is anything is possible. And it, 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 it's absolutely right. It is. That's it. Anything possible. From beating a stigma to, to proving to yourself that you're worth more and you can do more. And who knows what you're capable of until you start doing just the simple things, the basic things, and they can turn and evolve into the most incredible, spectacular things. Munro, main man Munro, thank you so much for sharing that and being part of that. People will take so much away. If you want to have a look at Kev's story, check him out on Instagram. It's all there. <laughs> Kev, what is your, what's your handle on Instagram? I am, I am at k7mon underscore ro. ro. K7 underscore ro. You can see him on my stuff. He's, he's on my he's one of my serial likers and I'm one of his serial <laughs> likers but mate thanks so much for that I hope people take a lot more away from this than just achieving something it's about what you're willing to put into it and 
and and being brave enough to to make a change so you can see just how many factors in your life can kind of get pulled along the way with this and you can give yourself something more you can give yourself something to more and you can become more and you can find a little bit more purpose and a little bit more self-fulfillment through it all and then some and if you think this man's slowing down Christ, you're wrong. Because, I mean, I do remember you crossing that finish line saying, ah, no, I don't think I'll do that again. I think it took you, I don't, I think you gave it days. at least two and a half days before yeah. you committed to the next one. You got, what have you got lined up now then? Um, if it goes ahead, of obviously, with things as they are, we, you know, we're, we're in the lap of the lap of the gods, but listen, for the greater good. Um, so I'm due to do Ironman Wales in September. September. 6th of September, um, which will be second Ironman. So yeah, you're right. Crossed the finish line of Bolton and said, I'm only ever going to do one. <laughs> and now I'm going to do two. And I'm already planning a third one. Of course you are, mate. And that <laughs> is what, but that is what just taking that first step can do to you. Does, yeah, Puts correct. you into something more, become more. The Ironman, Kevin Munro. Mate, yeah. thank you so much for you're joining. You're welcome. Thank you. Guys, this has been the Talk Outside the Podcast with one hell of an episode. I hope you enjoy it and definitely take something away from it. Until next time, thank you very much for joining me.